I've been thinking about this series for a little while now, uh, what it means to be a people that are blessed, what it means to have a God that longs to bless his people, and uh, what it means to bless um, uh, those who we love and those who, who um, uh, to, to bless our world as well. I thought I might, <clears throat> as we go, just give you a, a little bit of insight into uh, how uh, I've come here today and some of the preparation that God has been doing in my heart. Uh, when, I, when I think of blessing, um, generally my, uh, my initial thoughts were around um, the, what you say, what, uh, kind of that platitude uh, when, when you hear uh, people say, uh, God bless you. And I uh, heard that a lot in Togo with especially, um, especially people from the South of America. Um, it was, God bless everything, um, basically. And, uh, and then I, blessing, we've kind of got, have something to do with food and, and uh, well, just before we eat, there we say a blessing there and um, what's all that about? And, and then we, um, we, we bless an offering or we bless a child in a dedication. Um, even it got into some of our mainstream and we had hashtag blessed going for a little while. Um, some people sign off their emails with blessing. But it wasn't until I, I really went to Togo um, that I started to realise that, that there are those, um, both throughout history and present, that take both this nation of curse and blessing to be very, very serious. Not just a, not just a platitude, but something that has very real effects in our everyday life, both spiritual and the physical. And I think I, I first came across this as I, I realised I was coming to a people where the, where the enemy um, was really working uh, quite strongly, and I came across priests of basically a dark realm, um, charlatans and witch doctors, that would speak curses. And they, they very very well understood the implications of speech. And uh, it has tangible and real effects in, in life and uh, in, in, in reality. And what I kept finding is that as I went to these different villages, what, what, they, would, what they would recognize instantly is that I was a, a representative a representative priest, as such, of a different kingdom, of God's kingdom. And, and so often they would not let me leave until I had blessed them and blessed their families. And, and this would go for quite a while. Um, they would bring their children in, they would take me to their houses, they'd take me to their fields, and they would long for a blessing of God upon them. And we would, we would do that. And it was incredible to come back and to see the, the transformation that would happen in lives of people being healed and, and fields that would produce in, incredibly and houses that would be set free from um, different influences of the, uh, the dark world. And it made me think, maybe we've missed something a little bit in regards 
to our priestly role as, as royal priests um, in regards to blessing. Kind of came back here to Australia and um, went back into the world of blessing food and um, hashtag blessed and kind of left that um, behind a little bit. And it wasn't until uh, Graham and Anne uh, came along and it was our very first pastoral team retreat. We're up on Mount Tambourine. Um, it, was, it was quite nice up there and, and Graham brought us a gift and it was uh, this book here, it's called The Grace Outpouring and explores the, the journey of a, a retreat centre where uh, God's presence and his hands was, was upon that. We'll just take it to the next slide there. Not working at the moment, that's okay. Um, and exploring this, uh, this mystery and this privilege that we have to be um, those who are blessed and also um, those who bless. And I remember um, Graham gave this to us and I, we had a little bit of free time, some spare time, and I took it to my room and started to read it. And uh, tears started to fill my eyes as I started to be reminded of what God has spoken to me and what I'd seen in Togo. And uh, something started to raise up in me. Now, I've, I've sat on this, um, and we've chatted through this for a, for a good year now. And just recently, I went back to Togo, I think it was in November again. And I went back there for, for two reasons. One was to check up on what was going on there. And uh, as we've reported back, I was uh, greatly encouraged by what God and the, uh, the school continues to do over there. But another reason I went back is because I sensed God was saying that I needed to, to lay some things down and there were some things that I need to take back up um, for this next season uh, that he would have for, um, for, for us. And one of the things that um, just really hit me was this concept of blessing and how crucial it was to the expansion of the kingdom in Togo. We would teach on uh, Luke, Luke chapter 10, and we'd teach them about how to, um, to go, this is where Jesus sends out the 72, and I'll just read this quickly. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house, that's the word shalom, completeness, wholeness, if someone who promotes peace is there, the peace will rest on them. That, that has become an absolutely critical part to their ministry in Togo. They will go and they will speak God's intention and God's favour upon um, families and people there. And it's, it's just extraordinary to see God going before them and, uh, and enacting his intentions and his favour upon uh, whole groups of people and families and individuals. So over the next um, little bit, uh, I'm not quite sure how long this series is going to go for, but I've got quite a, a lot that I would like to get through. Because I've become convinced that God longs for worshippers. And he longs for prayers. And he longs for self-sacrificial servants of him 
and he longs for a people who are generous and he longs for a people who are blessed and who will be a blessing to those around us. So there's four things that I, I really, throughout this series, really want to um, kind of have embedded into us as a foundation, as something of, of who we are, and um, I put them up there. Number one, I, I want us to deeply know that God is a God who is good. Uh, God is a God who wants and loves to bless. This is, this is something that is found right from the beginning and it runs its way right throughout Scripture. That God is a God who loves and wants to bless His people. I want us to seek God's blessing. To, uh, I want a, a desire that there would be a desire that rises up in us that would say, Lord, we, we so desire that you, you bless our lives and, and bless the things that we touch and bless our ministry and bless our communities and bless our families, bless next generation and the next generation. Lord, we long for your hand of blessing in our lives. I, I, I hope to stir that up in us, this longing for his blessing, for his hand, for his presence in our lives. Third thing, I long to have us know that we are not just blessed, but we are blessed for a purpose, and that's to be a blessing. And fourthly, that we would seek and that we would begin to speak God's blessing over our life, over the lives of our families and the next generation, over our service to the Lord, over our church and over our community. This is going to be a, a bit of a journey. I kind of see it a bit like a, a forest that we're exploring. We're going to stop at times to explore different elements as we work through the, the Old Testament and the New Testament. We're going to be looking in um, the Old Testament at uh, Zechariah and uh, the four leper, lepers, uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000, Balaam and his donkey, Jacob, uh, Ezra, Gideon, Elijah parable of the talents, we're going to be jumping around a little bit, but seeing this thread that starts right from Genesis and runs all the way through to revelations of a God who loves to bless and a God who has called a people to be blessed and then to be a blessing. So there might um, be a number of questions that kind of come up in your mind as we're walking through this series and I would love for this to be a little bit of an interactive um, opportunity, not necessarily here on a Sunday. But if you've got questions that kind of come to your mind, I'd love for you to send them in to me. And uh, I'll send you an email back and, and let you know when we're going to be uh, addressing some of that. And I'm particularly wanting to hear the, the questions and the thoughts that we're having as we, as we move through this series. Because the reality is, is that as we talk about blessing... Um, this, this is really significant and there are some ditches that the church has fallen down in the past. Um, it, you may have think of some of the ditches, first of all, I think of the ditch of like the prosperity doctrine and it's kind of this, this claim your blessing type idea, this, this idea of blessing um, not just, not, not being spiritual as such but being very uh, materialistic and that we can kind of somehow... Uh, control and manoeuvre that blessing for our financial benefit. Um, that, that's one ditch. 
But, but what we seem to do as Christians and what we seem to do as movements even of people is we, we see a group of Christians going down a ditch and we go, we're not going down that ditch. That, that's, a, that's a bad ditch. And what we do is we run to the other side of the road and we fall down another ditch on the other side, um, which, which may not be quite as bad, but um, sometimes we can kind of overcorrect so, so what I want to do in this process of, over these next few weeks is to walk along this road, of um, this wonderful road of blessing. I want to point out some of those ditches, and I also want to point out the other side um, where, we, where we don't want to fall in either. Um, and, and there's a number of them, and, and we will go through them. We might be thinking, what, what, what is this idea of blessing? Um, in the, Old Ter- in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for, for blessing is barak. And um, this simply means to speak the intentions of God. Um, in, in the New Testament, we have a different word. It's a Greek word. Um, and it's, it's the word that we get eulogy from. And it's, it's to speak well of. Um, so it's the idea of to speak well of or to, to speak the, the intentions and the favour of God. Got a little definition, of, there we go, it's already up there for me. Blessing is to speak the intentions or the favour of God over someone, something or a situation. And then there's a, there's a whole heap of little other things that I'd love to go into as we, as we move through this series. There's um, relationships with faith and love and God's presence in there. Um, and I, I'm going to get to the effectiveness or the, um, of what actually happens in, in regards to when we, when we uh, walk into this ministry of blessing. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to jump right into the very first few pages of Scripture. Uh, I, I love... Genesis 1, 2, and 3 especially, and going up um, into, into even right through to verse 11, because that first little part of Scripture, it, it really is, is almost like a hinge pin that so much, so many themes of Scripture is kind of, is, is coming out of there, and, and so many foundations are being set up for us in the very first uh, few pages of the Bible. So we're going to spend a little bit of time there, um, both because it's so important, but also because it's the very first time that we hear this word, blessing, um, being talked about. So if you open your Bibles, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 1. So right at the beginning there. So what we see in this creation account is we have a um, form, a landform, a, 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 a place that is formless and void, and is, there's, there's chaos in a sense. And as we go through the different days of creation, what is happening is that there is the Creator God, and He is bringing order out of this chaos, and, and there's this progressive order that is happening. And what we get the idea here is God is not just bringing order to a place, He's actually setting up something very, very interesting. Um, he's setting up a, what's, what's in the original reader's mind is He's setting up a temple. 
a garden temple. Now, now what do I mean by temple? I, I mean it's a place where heaven and earth kind of meet, where, the, where, where God manifests His presence in, in the physical. We see that in, in the way that God walked in the garden with His, um, with his creation, with His image bearers. We, we read that in, actually, I'll read it for us. Then God said, let us make mankind, this is verse 26, in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the livestock, and over all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Now, this idea of, of being an image bearer um, has kind of been debated uh, right throughout the centuries of what, what does that actually mean? Uh, do, we, do we look like him in some way, or is this functional, or um, is this reflected in our character? How are we image bearers? I like what um, the way Wayne Grudem kind of defines this. He kind of just steps back a little bit and he just says, the fact that man is in the image of God means that he is like God and he represents God. So, so we are created to be like God and to represent God. In a sense, we're, we're created to be like priests. Um, in a sense, priests in the sense that we, we mediate God to the world and we intercede for the world um, before God. In chapter 2, it talks about Adam and Eve working and caring for the garden. And this is a term that's picked up right throughout the Old Testament again and again to talk about the priests of the temple. Exactly those same two Hebrew words are used for, for their work and the care in the temple. And what we see is that God blesses His image bearers. This is the second um, use of blessing. First of all, God blesses the animals to be fruitful and multiply, and uh, they've done a fairly good job of that. And then He comes to us, and He says, God blessed them, and He said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So this is a, an extended blessing for his pinnacle of creation, which is humans. It's not only to be fruitful and multiply, but it's to, to rule and subdue. Basically, to extend this temple garden um, as, as humanity grows and, uh, and to, to work the land for human flourishing and bring order like God brought order to creation as well. What happened is, uh, as we know, is we, we had that blessing upon us to be fruitful and multiply and to subdue and to rule, and yet what we, God defined everything as good. So after each day, he said, good, 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 got to us, he said, very good. And then we have the, the, the humans coming and saying, actually, we no longer want to work with your program, we want to work with our own. We want to define what is good and what is evil. So, so we're going to make those choices. 
Now, as we know, <clears throat> that kind of spells disaster, and, uh, and, and God knows that that's going to be um, uh, really not good, and we've seen the outworking of that. So, in God's grace, what He does is He both uh, judges humanity, but he, he, he also gives hope, speaks hope into that. Remember how He talks about the um, serpents whose head will be crushed, um, that will bruise the heel of the One who's come that would bring um, peace and restore all things. But He also lets them know that they no longer have access to the tree of life. So, um, in order for humans to continue uh, receiving e- eternal life, that needs to be done in obedience with God, because otherwise we make an absolute mess of things. So, in His mercy, so that the human project isn't an absolute, complete mess, um, He restricts us from that tree of eternal life. So, there's a, <clears throat> there's a couple of consequences of what happens as we walk down this path of doing things our way. And the first consequence is, is God cursing the earth, and uh, it, it means that in order for, for us to fulfill our blessing of um, being fruitful and multiplying and subduing and ruling, it's going to be really, really hard. If we don't do it God's way, if we don't allow Him to define what's good, it's going to be really hard, and we've, we've seen that. Um, we're in a unique time of history when things got a whole heap easier. But if you go back through history, this, this mission of being fruitful and multiply has been incredibly difficult. Uh, the amount of infant mortality and uh, mums that died in childbirth is, is just, just extraordinary. It's been a struggle to fill this earth. And uh, not only that, once you bring people into the world... Uh, there's, there's nations that fight against each other, there's tribes that fight against each other, and um, all sorts of uh, mayhem happens, and it's been a struggle to fulfill um, that which God has blessed us to do, which is to be fruitful and multiply. And yet, um, God's blessing and His intention for humanity to, to um, be fruitful and multiply has been seen. It, it, it's being done as we speak The other thing is that as we subdue and as we um, subdue, as we, as we go out and bring order out of chaos for human flourishing, uh, what happens is, is we're actually doing a pretty good job of that, but it's just ruined by corruption and death, by sin, basically, uh, because, because we're choosing how to define good. Uh, we really have come quite a long way there. I, I think of the way that we have subdued the land around us for human flourishing, and I think about the way we take these rocks and we can transform them into metal, um, which allows us to, to play around with, with wood and make houses and cars and all these different things for human flourishing. But, but this thing that is so good as we subdue, we also use it for evil at the same time. And the same metal that has been, been so important for human flourishing has been used to kill one another. I was just thinking about, <clears throat> watched a documentary on submarines the other day. Um, incredible little things, well, big things now. Uh, 
nuclear submarines especially. And just the, the extraordinary way we've worked out how to split atoms and get uh, power and energy out of that. Energy has been so important for the advancement of human flourishing as well. We've found this, this way to split atoms that has almost no pollutants. We've got to still find a way to deal with that radioactive material. Um, but we found a way to put that into a little tin can, um, a big tin can, they're about 180 metres or so, just extraordinary. It takes, it, it's able to produce its own oxygen out of the water and produce fresh water, keep people down there for ages. An amazing way that we see the, the fulfilling of God's blessing um, in, in God saying, I want you to subdue and I want you to rule. But we have the good part of that and then we have these tin cans at the bottom of the ocean that have 24 nuclear ballistic missiles that can be launched at any time and take out whole nations. Do you see how, how we, we, we have been taking this blessing of God and we've been doing these incredible things of subduing and, and multiplying and, and, and moving for human flourishing, but it just keeps being corrupted by this human sin and nature. We see it in our tongue. We've, we've gotten so good at crafting speeches. Think of the, I have a dream. That united people. We learnt how to, how to speak well and, and how, to, how to write poetry that can unite and bring people together and unite ideas. And then we're also working out ways to speak that divides humanity and divides um, his creation. I think of the ways that we've learnt how to <clears throat> explore and bring God's creation to us. Uh, I've got the Natural Geographic, we were watching that with the kids the other day, uh, looking at all these funny animals with no, no fur. Um, intriguing little things. Uh, but it's amazing the way that we can see the animals in Antarctica and down the deep bottom of the sea. And I just love those, those images and, and those um, programs to see the wonderful things of our God's creation. There's something that lifts up in, us, in, our, in our hearts as we see the wonders of what God has done. And then it's spoiled as well by sin that comes in and we're pumping horrible images into our kids' minds. See, this, this blessing of God that continues to be fruitful and multiply, to subdue and to rule, it continues. And yet, it's marred. And there's something that is deep down in us that starts right in these first pages when, Jesus, when, when God promises that there would be someone that would, that would crush the head of the serpent. There's this cry throughout, um, throughout humanity that says, Come! Come and help us. There's the cry throughout Israel that says, Messiah, come. We need you. And now that Messiah has come. Jesus has come. There's, there's a cry in our hearts as we start to see both this amazing trajectory through uh, in, in, in blessing, but it's just being corrupted that at any time it feels like stuff is on the edge. There's this, there's this thing that raises up in our hearts that says, come, Lord Jesus, we need you. We need you to come and reign and rule because we can't do it. We can't discern between good and bad. We, we just can't do it on our own. 
He has come. And uh, he's come as our great high priest to intercede on our behalf. He is our greatest blessing. And uh, he, he, right throughout history, he is, he's raising up people to be blessed, to be a blessing. And we're going to follow some of those pathways. Um, God, is, God is always staying with plan A. He, his, his plan was always to have humans and, 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 and God, that we would be his God and he would be... Yep. Um, that, that we would walk together and that we would live together, that there would be a, a union between heaven and earth. And that his peace and his life, Jesus came, that he, we would have life and have it to the full. That's always been his plan. And he stepped in a number of times when it was going really wrong. We have the flood and we have the Tower of Babel and he will continue to step in. He stepped in with the person of Jesus. I want to finish by reading from Ephesians. We have been extraordinarily blessed as followers of Jesus, as those who come after the coming of Jesus. He has made us a royal priesthood. It says this in Ephesians, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That's, um, that's really easy to read and fast to read. When you actually have a look at what these blessings are, they're extensive. I just want to read a couple of them to you as our team comes up. We're going to sing together um, shortly a, a blessing over us and over our community as we sing I Speak Jesus. But I just want to read to you a few of these spiritual blessings. Now, I've got references for each one of these, but I won't read them because it'll take us too long. Praise be to God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We've been blessed with the forgiveness of sins, with reconciliation to God, justification, we've been declared righteous. There's no more condemnation by God. We've been blessed with salvation, with redemption, with spiritual refreshment, with victory with the grace of God, with the love of God, with the love of Christ, with spiritual security, with deliverance from darkness, with light from God, with death to sin, with resurrection to life, with the Holy Spirit, with fellowship with God. With interce he intercedes for us in heaven with adoption into God's family. We've been blessed with a spiritual birth, promise of glorification, access to God in prayer, cure for anxiety, a new creation where the choice of God with faithfulness, with the blessing of Abraham, with righteousness of God, to be dwelling with God, with eternal riches, to be set apart to God, to be set apart for God, spiritual power and strength, fellowship with believers, deliverance from God's present wrath, rescue from God's future wrath. We're more than conquerors, been blessed with joy and hope, with the peace of God, We've been blessed with peace with God, peace with believers. We've been blessed to be, over, be able to overcome the world with God's wisdom, with God's truth, 
with resurrection from the dead, a home in heaven, the kingdom of God, the promises of God, cleansing from our sin. We're washed and we're released from sin. God will not forsake us. Christ will forever be with us. Knowledge of God, knowledge of Christ, deliverance from the world, protection from Satan, protection from stumbling, deliverance from fear or death. Christ's heavenly intercession, intercession of the Spirit. Our name is written in the heavenly book of life. Christ is in us. Christ is with us. Ability to overcome sin, ability to to do God's will, immortality. Our life and our labor is not in vain. We belong to Christ. We've been given spiritual power, freedom from sin of the law, a place in paradise, spiritual rest with Christ Jesus. The future rest in heaven. We'll receive mercy from God, reward in heaven, God's word, the new covenant, eternal life. We are those who are known by God and who know him. We have been richly blessed with every spiritual blessing. So as those who have been blessed May we be a blessing to those around us. Let's stand as we sing um, this blessing because Jesus is the very centre and the effectiveness of this blessing.